Frank Capra grew up a poor immigrant in America. His heart longed for greatness and to realize the ideals of the country he was falling in love with, and yet his poverty was grand. Frank didn't know it at the time, and I guess most of us don't know just who will become, but he would become one of the most celebrated filmmakers of all time. He'd win several Oscars, and especially a film that was seen as a failure at the time, It's a Wonderful Life, would become one of the most beloved films of all time, especially during Christmas. As a young man, Capra had dedicated himself to his education and had even become a chemical engineer, but it wasn't enough for him. One day, a friend he had grown up with came to see Frank where he lived in San Francisco to see if Capra could make some alcohol stills for him. A life in organized crime was waiting for Frank. He shares, every practical fiber within me urged, go in, fool, grab that bootlegger's 20,000, sell your knowledge, build his stills, take care of your own, get mama out of that olive plant, and ailing Ann out of that crummy dress shop. Be a success. Be a hero to your family. Yet everything I hoped to be screamed against it. You didn't work your head off to getting an education to just make a legal hooch for the mafia. Gangsters give orders, man. You'd be one of them. And can you take that? Can you sell freedom for bootleggers' money? And yet the Geary Garage man said no more sleeping in his cars. And I was locked out of my Motel Eddie room until I raised 18 bucks. For those of us who long for success but also money, there seems to always be that opportunity to break bad, to choose the money and give up holding on for the success. Capra was at his wit's end. God wasn't going to give him success and money on that day. But was there something, some realization at least, that he could force? Capra shares, A hate district trolley car clickety-clacked across Powell Street's cable tracks. On a sudden impulse, I raced after it, catching the handrail just as it was about to pull away. Gracefully, as all ex-news kids hopped cars, I swung myself up on the steps and climbed inside. The car was empty except for a turkey-necked conductor who looked up from his morning paper. How far do you go? I gasped. To the park, said the startled conductor. Good, maybe it'll happen there. I pulled out all the change in my pocket. What'll happen there? I don't know, but something's gotta happen. I gave him a nickel. Twelve cents were left in my hand. I threw them out the car door. The conductor's Adam's apple yo-yoed up and down his scrawny neck. He handed me his folded paper. Here, this column is perfect for guys like you. Read it. The column read, Great week for screwballs. Astrologers say the position of the twelve houses is favorable for dreamers and long-shot players. So, for those who believe in the stars, pun intended, Fireside Productions has announced it is revamping the old Jewish gymnasium at the Golden State Park into a movie studio. Dreamers, check your horoscopes. Movie studio? What the devil could I do in a movie studio? For that matter, what could I do any place right now? Has to be a hunch, though. What can I lose? I'll play it. For the desperate, any sign will do. When the sign actually turns into something real, note first that it is almost never what we expect it to be, but two, it often does lead somewhere. That's a great thing about a past sometimes, to simply choose a way. It leads somewhere. And if in your heart there is a desire for success, you take the seeds with you and it grows while you walk the path. Do you ever feel like if you force it, a miracle will happen for you? Some unexpected, seeming, supernatural help in your life? I say that's nonsense if I haven't experienced it a few times myself. Being lost and knowing I'll find the place and giving the universe no other choice. Having no money to buy food and looking over and over again until something was found. I'm sure there are times where the miracles don't come, but that doesn't mean they never do. Capra continues, I stopped against a telephone pole to look around. I was standing in front of an old, yellowing, plaster-cracked building, wide and low. 
a protruding stone archway topped with a massive keystone framed a pair of tall, swinging doors. Must be the entrance, but no number, no sign, no people, and no cars at the curb. I was about to try the other side of the street when a fluttering bit of ectoplasm circling through the fog materialized into a flying pigeon. It flap landed on the keystone of the old building's archway. Right below him I spotted a barely visible, carved outline of the six-pointed Star of David. I walked in. Inside, Copper met a vaudeville actor who was trying to learn to make a film. Copper didn't know a thing about it but said he was from Hollywood, and through his pure moxie found himself with a job and eventually to becoming one of the greatest icons in cinema. It was quite the miracle that showed up for Capra that day. The question I would invite you to ponder is that did the miracle come from a supernatural power in some far-off place looking down on him, like a guardian angel, Clarence perhaps? Or did it come from within him? Or perhaps a third option. Did two possibilities for miracles collide, one inside this young man and his hunger for success, and the other from a hungry part of the world needing, longing for, his creative spirit? Capra's films are remembered for being humorous and romantic, but most especially, idealistic. No, not in the sense that Capra hides the viewer from the ills or darkness in the world. In fact, he seeks to point them out in ourselves. What he does do is share that unshakable belief that there is a divine ability in each and every individual that can be discovered and used. That's George Bailey. That's Mr. Smith. That's John Doe. For Frank Capra, that's every one of us. He shares in his autobiography, Someone should keep reminding Mr. Average Man that he was born free, divine, strong, uncrushable by fate, society, or hell itself, and that he is a child of God, equal heir to all the bounties of God, and that goodness is riches, kindness is power, and freedom is glory. Above all, every man is born with an inner capacity to take him as far as his imagination can dream or envision, providing he is free to dream and envision. A sculptor may say, there's a man imprisoned in this block of stone who cries to be free. I can loose that man by chiseling away the constraining dross. Well, as a filmmaker, I could say and should continue saying, there's a divine nobility by stripping away the animalistic dross. Capra didn't make action stars or ambiguous hardened heroes. He tried to make movies about the every man doing the extraordinary. His last words in his autobiography are, Friend, you are a divine mingle-mangle of guts and stardust, so hang in there. If doors open for me, they can open for anyone.